Right now, though, it is time to preview Warwick Farm. And I'm joined by Nick Burney, who's on the line. How are you this morning, Nick? Yeah, great, Luke. Hello to you, Shane, and everyone listening on in. Um, happy Australia Day, firstly. Um, mm. and looking forward to getting out to the meeting there. Uh, it's going to be hot, but it's going to be seven races to be run and won. And looking forward to it. I think look, a few of these scratching, some of these favourites are hard to get away from. But as a meeting as a whole, I think we can back a few winners. Absolutely, we can, mate. Uh, Shane O'Cass is on the line as well. Thanks for your time this morning, Shane. Hey, no worries. Morning, Lukey. Morning, Nick. Happy Australia Day. Yeah, look, I'm very much looking forward to not getting out to Warwick Farm tomorrow and staying in the office because it is absolutely boiling already. Um, but they say there's a bit of a change coming in in the early afternoon. So, uh, look, I wouldn't imagine it's going to pour, but uh, hopefully it'll just take a bit of that pressure off uh, everybody, the jockeys and the horses, because, mm. uh, yeah, it's going to be a pretty warm one. Well, listen, don't go tomorrow, great man, because no one will be there. I know you're not going anyway, but <laughs> they're oh, on today. I'm in a very cool... I've done it before, mate. Hills, so. I totally yeah. get it. I've done it before. There's that much racing on, which is just fantastic. Um, I love how much racing we have in this country. We're so blessed. And it, be- it becomes a bit like that. Um, yep. you, you're looking at the form all the time, and uh, the days all blur into one, but... Yeah, 37 and a half, they're saying there at Warwick Farm today. It will be toasty, but um, there is air conditioning inside if you want to go that option, if you still want to go to the races and enjoy it. If you want to watch it at home, Sky Racing, Sky Sports Radio will have you covered. How does the card look, Nick? Yeah, pretty good. Um, as I said before, look, with these scratching, some of these favourites have to obviously come in a few rolls or a point here and there. But apart, I just think there is a couple of really good bets that we'll get to throughout the day. Just on the track, um, rail out two metres, but I do think it'll race even. They might slightly want to get off the fence as the day goes on, but all in all, past data does say it should race even enough and uh, that you can bet up with a bit of confidence leading into Saturday. How does that sound, Shane? You betting up? Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was a good meeting. I mean, obviously, um, I'd say it's above a midweeker and not quite a Saturday, but um, it, for off-season, uh, it's it's pretty good. I thought the Cup uh, looks really uh, a pretty deep sort of race there with a lot of lot of chances, and there's some very lightly raced horses, particularly in the three-year-old sort of brigade, that you would think that uh, I, I would imagine are probably going to be autumn horses, so just kicking off, um, you know, today. So, yeah, I think it's a good card. Pretty deep, actually. Awesome, guys. We'll look forward to getting your thoughts, and and let's do it right now. We start with the first for Highland Race Colours. And this is an 1,100-metre three-year-old. Number one, Detendu, $8.50. Two, Heartman, $7.00. Three, Jarev, four forty. Scratch four. Five, Namoy River, 151 Six, Tellez, $7.50. Seven, Yamato, out. Eight, Zale, 81 Nine, Love and Light, $2.40. Ten, Pesciera, at six dollars, scratch eleven and twelve. Eurofiki thirty-one favorite in the first at Warwick Farm. Two dollars forty. Love and light. Two dollars sixty this morning becomes two dollars and forty cents. How does the map look here, Nick? Yeah, I think it's even tempo or a good go early, Luke. I think Love and Light, the Waterhouse Spot Stable, will want to find the rail and go straight to the front. I think Pashira holding Barrier One on debut. We can follow the rail, so box seat there to Tendu. Uh, Jareva, they're both first starters, but they've shown speed in their latest trial, so they want to find positions. Tellez and Hartman look to get the suck runs. But all in all, leading to the first turn, I think they're going to have an, an, a genuine enough tempo. Shana, what do you like? Yeah. 
look, I think there'd be a few trainers turning up here expecting to run well, uh, particularly with a lot of these first starters that I thought have trialled quite nicely. Uh, I'm with one of the outsiders here, number 12, Eurofiki, uh, Joe Pride's horse for Sam Clifford. And uh, now this is a written tycoon filly, absolute dead ringer for a dad, out of Foxy Housewife, who's a pretty handy mare, won the Mona Lisa. They paid good money for this uh, filly down in Melbourne. She's had four trials sort of spaced a bit, real typical sort of Joe Pride trials, hasn't been shown up. But I thought she's been pretty good. I mean, she's been, you know, tracking up behind these horses right at the finish and looks like in every heat that she's been in, she's had the most to offer. So uh, I like her from sort of that barrier. It doesn't really make any difference uh, with that straight run. She can go back. She's at home, balance up, and I reckon she'll hit the line pretty well. She's big odds, so let's see what happens closer to uh, post-time. Um, look, the pricey horse there, uh, Pashira, $700,000 yearling. Uh, she's the Iron Invincible with Hawksy. Uh, barrier one's absolutely perfect, as Nick said. This horse has got good speed looking at the trial, so uh, if it gets crossed, I mean, it's certainly going to be third fence or outside leader, wherever it wants to be. Uh, it's got a lot of quality. You can, you can see that. Uh, I'd expect it to run well. Uh, Detendu is another horse that's tried well right up the top there. Number one with David Fife and Nashua Willer. Uh, look, he could have won his last trial. He was just eased down the last bit and let that other horse get past him. But he looks like a real racy sort of son of Epaulette. And for fourth, I've got him Jareev, who's a bit hard to read. He's, he's won one trial. He got smashed in another. He won another, then he got smashed in the last. But he does look like he's quite a nice horse. And he's got a fair bit of pace. You'd expect a capitalist to um, to come out running. But, look, I'm going to go the value in the first and hope that the market is behind me, number 12, Eurofika. Yeah, I'm two, nine, three, and one here, guys. I did put um, Hartman on top, just in terms of the gelding, this preparation. And I just think it's the value runner here at odds. And you go back to its two runs last preparation, it just had factors against. But prior to spelling, it did run a fourth to Arctic Glamour and a very strong maiden. So trials suggest he's wound right up for this with Chris Waller. There. He was pushed out in his latest uh, heat and... Ran fast time sectionals of the morning and a, a, a Rosehill heat over the 793 metres. He just maps really well here, as I said, getting that suck run. James McDonald on. So to start the day, around that $7 mark, I was happy to put him on top. I think Love and Light is definitely the obvious, and she's going to be very hard to run down. She's got very strong form lines for a race like this. Another one who, prior to spelling, she was only just beaten by French Endeavour, who subsequently went on to SP $19 in the Group 1 flight stakes. So the form line figures are there. And I can understand if the um, she's very well backed late in the trade. Jarev, um, Blinkers went on in this latest trial and improved significantly there. Straight to the front, so I suspect they're going to look to do the same tactics here. And Detendo showed nice gate speed and is the improver in time, listening to David Pfeiffer this morning on radio. But I'm pretty happy to start with Hartman here at the value odds and have something on him. Two, nine, three and one. That is the opening race on the card at Warwick Farm. We move to race number two now. And it's the Drinkwise Plate, over 1,400 metres, maiden under set weights condition, and market looks this way. Number one is Flying Impala, 26. Two, Irish Anthem, 16. Three, H-E Icon, $71. Four, Blacklist, $6. Five, Dimitrov, $3.20. That makes it favourite. Six, Frodash, 26. Scratch seven. Number eight, Listen to Zoo, $5.50. Nine, Maracaibo Sun, 21. 10, Passima, $4.40. 11, Spanish Fox at 21. Scratch the next two. 14, that's 14, Zucchero or Zakiro, $16. 15, Astoria Girl, 101. Scratch 16. And 17, Renata, $26. Favourite in race two is number five, Dimitrov for Nash Rawilla and John O'Shea at $3.20 here, Nick. 
Yeah, only with these couple of scratchings, probably a moderate to even tempo here, Luke. I think flying in parlour with that Canberra form went straight to the front last time. We'll start outside later. So I think they want to roll forward today. Again, listen to Zoo, looks to get the suck run. Um, then apart from that, Dimitrov, blinkers come off, winkers go on, which I think they have to push forward now with the, ma- the way the map looks and just ride it like the best horse in the race. Maracaibo Sun finds the spot, as does Spanish Fox. But with these scratchings, probably just a moderate to even tempo for mine, Shane. Yeah, look, I mentioned the horses that I think might, we might see in the autumn. Here's one of them, I, I think, anyway, Zuchiro, uh, trained by uh, uh, Team Hawks, uh, owned by John Lassar. Just a little bit of background, guys. He's a, a done deal out of the Snitzel Mare, who was states placed and uh, bred by Sejinho. John Lassar, he's got all the done deals in the world just in his backyard, but he went and paid 725000 for this one. So it must be a really, really nice colt. He had the one run back in the winter that was at Newcastle. It was a terrific run. He was ninth of 10 on the corner. He had uh, came to the middle of the track and really finished off. He probably only needed about two, two or three more strides and he won that. But they put him out for a spell. He's come back. I thought his two trials have been fantastic. Um, I was a little bit surprised that he went up $19 in the market and he's shortening this morning, but whether that's just all due to scratchings or whether there are some people starting to give the horse a second look, uh, I'm not sure. But I like him 1400 at Warwick Farm. He can balance up back in the field get to the outside and run on. I mean, look, even if he doesn't win, I think he'll be the run of the race because he's, he's got a future, no doubt about that. Uh, for second, I've got Blackwist, who I think is a very interesting horse, bred by Jerry Harvey in New Zealand, trained by Kieran Maher, ridden by Jason Collett. Very, very good trials here, guys. I know Nick uh, spotted them. He was terrific in his last one. They rode him up in the last 200, and he just really chased gamely. So he's an interesting horse, 1,400 first up. It probably suits him uh, down to the ground. Uh, Frodash, speaking of horses who are looking for 1,400, he's just coming along nicely for Ed Cummings. He's had the two runs. The last one was better than the first. And, look, found the line really well there at Gosford over the 1,200. And uh, Dimitrov, uh, look, he's got good form there at Warwick Farm behind Seawolf, so that should stand up pretty well in a race like this. Yeah, I'm 10, 5, 4 and 17 here. I just, every year I go back and have a look at that Magic Millions maiden. I always want to follow races coming out of it, uh, horses coming out of that race because usually they do have a good record. It's already produced two subsequent winners and I just lent to Pasima's way. Um, obviously, now Dimitrov with the map's going to get a bit of an easier time up in front, but if you go back and look at Pasima's run, just I know he was run to suit by the pace of the race, but he just had multiple ex- excuses. He had the bias against. His momentum was holding between the 600 to 300. But once he got clear, he picked up extremely well. He savaged the line, recorded the seventh fastest final 200 of the meeting. Um, as I said, he gets back again today, but he returns to his home track. And Dylan Gibbons on, I think he can hit the line quite solidly. Dimitrov has to go in there for second pick. Um, just resented the blinkers there last start, so they come off, the winkers go on. If you take that prior run or figure, he's awfully hard to beat, and you have to respect his SP profile, as he did start favouring that Magic Millions maiden plate. Blacklist is the one for me for the debutantes. It trolled up really well the other day. It was ridden out, it's still learning, but I just liked how he hit the line, and I think he's going to be wound right up for this, and in time, I think he's going to be a really nice horse. And in for fourth pick, I have to put in Renata, who I thought the debut run was a little bit hidden there at Gosford over 1,100 metres. So it's out to the 1,400 metres and improving from that race experience. Maybe she just might be the one at odds that you could have something on or add to your exotics. But want to stick with the Magic Millions maiden platform, 10, 5, 4 and 17. That is race number two at uh, Warwick Farm, the Drinkwise Plate. Uh, looking forward. I think it's always particularly this time of year, guys, I know a lot of these are probably in a bit early to be autumn types, but Shane, you touched on it at the start of the preview. 
young horses this time of year, you just don't know when the next star could emerge. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, that's the, the case for it has been, hasn't it, in Sydney the last few Saturdays with these two-year-old races. Mm. I mean, um, you think of what the, the Pago Pago and the Todman are going to look like. Well, some of these two-year-old races are nearly just as strong that we've had. I mean, Storm Boys come through Sydney, uh, obviously, and Highness and all sorts of horses like that. So the English Millennium's coming up. Uh, yeah, we've certainly got a lot of nice two-year-olds. But even with the three-year-olds, as you say, I still think there are a few there today that would at least be starting off and headed towards the uh, towards the autumn because they're so well bred. They're in top stables. They cost a lot of money. There'd be aspirations, no doubt. We'll see if the horses can measure up. Yeah, exactly. Race number three, uh, fourteen hundred metres. Fillies and mares get their turn here. This is a benchmark seventy-two. Market looks this way. Number one, Irish Kisses, seventeen dollars. Scratch two, three, Infinitive, five dollars. Four, Mose Gold or Moss Gold at thirteen. Number five, Serena Sophia, $8. Six, Hell Hath No Fury, last start winner at the track, $3. Seven, Impactful Miss at 23 Eight, Magical Slipper, 23 Nine, Miss Emma, $10. Ten, Gender Marie at 12 And number 11, Impacent at $5.50. Favourite for race number three at Warwick Farm is Hell Hath No Fury, number six. Just getting out of touch to $3 here, Nick. Yeah, I think uh, there'll probably be a little bit genuine tempo early here, Luke, from some wide draws with Gender Marie. It will definitely roll forward, as will Moz Gold. Um, the likes of Magical Slip will want to hold its spot defence there. Hell hath no fury. I think we'll want to try and find that 1-1. One, one. Uh, but Miss Emma might have something to say about that as well. We'll just have to see how much speed Magical Slipper has early doors. But apart from that, there's not too much speed, but all the speed comes from out wide. So they'll flood across, set enough and even enough tempo early. The likes of Infinity first up, I think, will just be allowed to find its feet and hit the line, as as will Serena Sophia. But um, as I said, probably an even tempo, but hell hath no fury in the favourite looks to get the gun spot. James? Yeah, well, Infinitive, Nick, was, uh, as you know, was entered for or accepted for three races over the next two days, two at Warwick Farm, one at Randwick tomorrow, so it's gone for this one. You have to obviously admire, respect where Chris Waller has decided to go. I think it is a suitable race for it, 1,400. It's a hard horse to to pigeonhole because it, it raced up over 2,000 in a Group 1 last start uh, in the Vinery. Look, it ran mid-feathers on a bad race. It was only beaten four lengths by Prowess, um, and before that wasn't too bad in the Kimber Grange Classic. So whether it is a mile 2,000-metre horse, I don't know. I suspect it probably is. But 1,400 around Warwick Farm in this sort of company is at least a good starting point for it. So I've got it on top, provided that the market sort of there is a bit of support. You wouldn't like to see it drift out too much, saying it's not ready. Um, Zarina Sophia, I, I wouldn't say four. 1400s a query. In fact, that's anything she should be, you know, really looking for it right now. But I, I must say, she's not yet proven at the trip. But still, the way she finishes off, uh, you would think she's uh, she's right in this. She won't get any fitter. Got her in for second. Uh, Moss Gold's just been so consistent all the way through. She's almost impossible to leave out. She won at Randwick in a highway uh, two starts ago, but she's got good Zuatica form over this sort of trip. And you know, that that could be big dance form by the end of the year. And uh, Impacent uh, down the bottom there, Chris Leeds. A little bit of money for it uh, when Mark. It's first one up, and it's really solid this morning. So uh, down there on the lightweight with Dylan Gibbons and a good draw, uh, you'd have to give her some sort of chance. Yeah, I'm 6'11", 5 and 3 here. I didn't think I'd find Hellhouse no fury again, but just when I really broke down this race, she, she just gets the gun spot. The market really wanted to be with her last start. She started $1.80 at the exact same track and distance she faces today, 16 days ago. In, a, in the exact same grade, does have to rise to 2 kilos, but I know it was a long time bet- between wins, but she just might be able to go on with it now. As I said, positive race set up and just 
off a figures perspective, if she just repeats that last start rating, it's going to make her really hard to beat from that good draw. Impotent, yes, has to go from the provincials to, to city grade here, but I like the blinkers on. I loved its first up win. It ran very fast time there at Newcastle, and obviously lodged the protest there last start at Wyong, and it was dismissed, which I think was a fair enough call by the stewards. Uh, but the blinkers go on there today, and it can improve stepping up in trip. The infant third pick, Serena Safair, rock hard fit. I, don't, I miss Shane. I don't think the 1,400 metres would be any issue there. And Infinitive goes in for fourth. I didn't really know what to do with this horse. It wouldn't surprise me if it just came down the outside and just went bang, especially if the market's with it late. So it's, a, it's probably out of the whole entire meeting, the key market, market watch for me. But I'll miss 6, 11, 5 and 3. I will now recap two uh, Darren Flindell's selections. Um, they've just been made available to us. Uh, the great man in race one is three on top, Jarev. Three on top, race one, Warwick Farm for Darren Flindell to beat 10, 1 and 2. Race number two, he's gone with 10, Passima on top to beat 5, 8 and 2. That's 10, 5, 8, 2. And he's got a special in the third here. Race three at Warwick Farm, Infinitive, number three on top and a special for Darren Flindell to beat 6, 5 and 1, 3, 6, 5 and 1. We get to race four now, and it is the Ole Kirk first yearlings handicap, 1,600 metres, benchmark 64. Knocked around a bit by scratchings. Market looks this way. Scratch one, two bullets high is $7. Three, Franz Joseph, $2.20. Four, Hyde Park, $9.50. Five, Ashfall, $8. Scratch the next two. Eight, Take Me to Church, $8. Nines, Arose, $6.50. Scratch 10 11, ring me up at $7. Two twenty number three, Franz Joseph. Nick Burney, how does the map look? It's changed complexion a bit, I'm tipping, with some of these scratchings. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely changed this race shape, without a doubt. And Franz Joseph just looks to get complete control. Maybe Hyde Park blinkers on for the first time. It might be the one who might just roll forward with it. Take me to church as a horse that gets back. As ring me up, made an early move there last start, but I think it's better ridden cold. Uh, the Rose, Bulletai, Ashfall, they're all better ridden with cover. So I think t- Tim Clark on Franz Joseph looks to get complete control of this race unless Hyde Park with the blinkers wants to come across and apply some, some pressure. But, yeah, very slow to even tempo for him, for, for me here, Shane. Yeah, look, another field with some pretty promising young three-year-olds in it. Uh, I'm quite keen on one down the bottom there, number nine, Zara Rose. Uh, she's beautiful type by Exosphere. Uh, interesting that she's the 10th foal of a, of a filly called Rewaya, who was a very, very good uh, Hayes uh, Shadwell horse back in uh, the early 2000s. She won a couple of group ones. Uh, she hasn't been a great group mare, but um, maybe the 10th is going to be her best because this filly was absolutely terrific when she won at Kembla. Uh, last start, it was a bottomless heavy nine. She was back last. Uh, coming uh, up sort of 300 metres from home. And she's unusual. Who's not a bad little Kiwi uh, import. She looked to have the race up the bits. And Zerose just ran straight past her and was eased down late. I, I was really impressed with that. Um, she's been sort of cutting her teeth at the provincials in, you know, that short little campaign last start. She comes to town absolutely at her best, I think. Uh, 1,600 is going to suit her right down to the ground. Um, I'm not sure about 59 kilos, but I guess they're all, you know, carrying a fair bit of weight in this sort of race. I, I like the small field, Nick. Uh, I like the fact that she's going to get back and have the last crack of them down the outside with a very good jockey aboard. Uh, to beat uh, that side, nine to beat eight there, Take Me to Church, uh, who was good on debut. Um, big flashy filly, uh, Chestnut. I thought she was okay last start too. She chased pretty well. 
looks to me like she is definitely uh, uh, eager to get to a mile, and that's what uh, that's what happens for her today. So, look, oh him. Uh, so I mean, he's got a pretty good chance as well. A young up and comer. Probably the most interesting horse in the race for me is Ashfall. Um, he probably should have nearly beaten King Colorado uh, when they debuted at Kembla. Pretty good Kembla maiden that day. Uh, and then he went to Hawkesbury and was really impressive. He was just jogging as they as he went past him and won. Uh, looking something obviously must have been a miss with him in the Ming Dynasty, but he's had the two trials, both over 900. I find it interesting that he's resuming over a mile, um, but obviously Chris Waller is Chris Wallace, so he knows exactly what's doing. But there's a lot of quality about Ashfall, and uh, obviously it's very hard to leave out Franz Joseph. He was dominant there winning at Randwick. Uh, and uh, as Nick said, he's going to be uh, right on the bunny the whole way through. So another really good lineup of the three-year-olds, but uh, I'm with Zorose, Take Me to Church, Ashfall, and Franz Joseph. Yeah, I'm three, five, three, four, five, and eight here, guys. Franz Joseph, for me, I think the better the day. Um, I think the five, four, two, twenty. A bit of value here. I was happy to mark him odds on, so happy to step in at the 220. I just really like his debut win there. He did it on both ends at Ramick 31 days ago, ran part-time relative to the day. There was good margins throughout to confirm the quality. He had to always face the breeze in a genuine tempo, was still able to accelerate. And I just liked when Pure Alpha um, came up to the outside of him. He just kept responding under pressure and wanted to put that galloper away. Um, that horse actually has subsequently come out of one. He's had a kickover trial between runs where he wasn't extended. Um, look, the 31 days, maybe the slight, a slight query, but as I said, he's had that trial. Tim Clark rides today um, with a really good map. So I think it's a, a very strong betting proposition for me. On, on a day where there's a few favourites, I think he is the one to step into. Hyde Park, I don't want to lose on the race if this runner wins, so I'm going to chop out on it. Just forgive it went round there last start. It had issues with the post-race vet exam, explaining them. Prior to that start, I thought his uh, effort was really strong there first up at Canterbury. The fight of Ashford, I agree with Shane. I didn't know what to do with this horse because it showed a lot of ability as a, as, as a three-year-old. And then uh, just nothing went right for it. Obviously, last preparation was immediately expelled in that Ming dynasty. So if you can take this horse on trust, you can definitely make a case for it. And take me to church, stepping out to the 1600 will really suit. But happy to back Franz Joseph at the odds. Three, four, five and eight, Luke. All right, Nick, uh, race five we go to next at Warwick Farm. Bivouac first, yearlings handicap, 1,300 metres and a benchmark 72. Market looks this way. Number one, Spalt, it is a $41 chance. Two, out. Three, Master Showman, $3.50. Four, Bend the Knee, 11. Five, Byron, eight. Six, Command Approved, out. Seven, Suasive, 10. Eight, Kangaroo Court, $5. Nine, Romeo's Choice, eight. 10, Stylized, 7, 11, Cuban Gron Chico, 26, Scratch the next two, 14, Our Orator, 41, Scratch 15, 16, Monty Kate, $10, Scratch the next two. Favourite here in race number five is Master Showman at $3.50. Yeah, good tempo here. I think uh, genuine to fast. I think uh, Romeo's choice and Byron will press from the the wide draws and look to cross over. Cuban, Cuban Grand Chico, I think he's a horse that is better ridden up on the pace. So I know it's days between runs there last start, but I think that could be more positive uh, here today at Warwick Farm. Monty Kate will want to hold its spot, as does Kangaroo Court, looks to get the smother. But from that flood outside of Romeo's Choice and Byron, I think they'll roll forward. The favourite master showman, um, they're coming out of the back shoot, so the widest draw isn't that much of a concern if it gets a back to follow in the genuine tempo. It can come down the outside, but good speed here, I thought, Shane. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the market 
as always, is going to be very important, particularly today, because a lot of the horses I'm tipping are first up. Um, so we'd, we'd like to see money for them, particularly number 10 here, Stylized, uh, because I'll be on a limb. I think he's the best horse in the race. I mean, he may not have the performance to show that yet, but I think he will be. There's something about him that uh, that I like. I remember the day that he won at Rose Hill very early on. He, he just pulled away like a really good horse. And then at Warwick Farm, he ran fourth in the gloaming, the sharp and smart. So, uh, you know, he's got, he, he had some potential back as a three-year-old. He failed after that. I'm not convinced he was really happy on wet on the wet track that day at the championships. And, look, he was disappointing to some degree after that. But he's back in town. He's had a couple of trials. They've both been very good. Uh, he's drawn barrier two with Zach Lloyd, got blinkers on. Uh, I don't think he's going to get to, you know, the top level. Um, but he's certainly good enough to be winning a race like this. And as I say, it'll be all important to see whether or not there is any support for him. And, and I think there will be because, as I say, I think he's a pretty good horse. Uh, Tommy Berry's riding one for Robert and Luke Price, a horse with a lot of potential there. 16, Monty Kate. Um, she was terrific there, winning at Kembla two starts back. And I don't think she was. She lost any admirers for losing in that uh, class one. She was doing her best work late there. Drawn beautifully this time, barrier four. She's just going to park in behind a lot of these horses. And uh, even though she's only a filly taking on older horses, she's got a big future. Uh, Romeo's choice, he's just too consistent to leave out, guys. He's racing here at home. Richard Lipp's done a great job with him. He's a real money spinner, this horse. And uh, he just never runs a bad race. And uh, Kangaroo Court, well, you'd think 1300 barrier one, Tim Clark. Uh, it's a pretty good recipe for this horse to uh, be up on the speed and, and do something because he's not got a bad record. Yeah, I'm three, eight, nine, and five here, guys. I think this was probably the next best of the day. I really liked uh, Master Showman. I just think he's just raced well all preparation. He just brings that fitness edge. He wasn't suited to the race shape last start. He ran on into third behind Accredited, who are, I think is a nice horse in time around some of the fastest closing spits of the meeting. The overall time was solid. So he's just got the figures to win this, and I just like how Nash is sticking with him. I'm not too concerned, as I said, about that wide draw. He's going to get the speed on. He can get in that three-wide line, hopefully. Um, coming out of that back shoot, which can be quite forgiving at Warwick Farm. So if he gets into that rhythm, I think he can run over the top of them. In for second, I have to put in Kangaroo Court, who just looks to get smothered away. Um, Tim Clark on, it's one well uh, fresh first up last preparation, and it's got acceleration. So he'd have to go in for second. I couldn't agree more with Shane with Romeo's choice. It is as consistent as they come. I was hoping actually they went to Newcastle tomorrow because it looks like a good thing there, but it can definitely still win this race, especially coming through the same form line as Master Showman. And Byron's another on-pace uh, on runner who's as, as honest as the day goes, and he always had to face the breeze there last start. And I liked how he just never shirked his task to the line, so he can stick on well for you and for the wider exotic plays. But I like Master Showman, 3, 8, 9 and 5. That's race five. By the way, Darren, uh, race four, I missed his selections uh, in the fourth event. Three, Franz Joseph is the top selection to beat 9-2-11. So Darren, race four was 3-9-2-11. And that race we just discussed, race five, he's with eight, Kangaroo Court to beat 9-3-5. Good to have your company. We are previewing Warwick Farm and we're up to race number six and it is the English Australia Day Cup, 2,400 metres listed and the market looks this way. Number one, Great House is $11.00. Two Naval College, $1.50. Short, isn't he? After that track record run last start there at Rose Hill, he gets James McDonald on at $1.50. Three Torrens, $10. Four Love Tap, $9.50. Five Regal Lion, $26. Number six, Oti Ra, $26. Scratch seven. Eight Outlandos at $23. Nine Zagalo, $51. Ten Kirkaby, $31. Eleven Deficit, $10. 
12 auspicious cloud 41 scratch number 13 a dollar 50 number two naval college here for the feature where does he map here nick oh, i think he just gets the perfect spot um here luke i think james mcdonald on him can either just probably get the suck run in behind the gala who i think will push forward and look at last two starts has just had every chance in the box seat and he might just get the exact same again here today, or if he wants to take up the running, or he can sit outside leader. He's very adaptable, and I think um, he holds all the aces here. Zagala, as I said, rolls forward. Torrens, they might want to push the button from the wide draw, and Kirkaby and the likes of Love Tap, especially Love Tap with that significant barrier change, can be that little bit closer. But uh, the two Zompop Naval College does look to get every chance on the map. Shane? Yeah, gee whiz, $1.50, I'm shocked that he's that short. Well, look, that's the J-Mac tax, I reckon, more than the horse itself, because, uh, you know, he's got the absolute gun run at both of those last two wins with Jet Stanley's. Every single thing's fallen into his hands. He's been on track, sort of favoured sort of horses on pace. He's got out at the right time, and he's carried no weight. I mean, today he got 58 and a half um, against horses that, you know, they're no slouches in that race. Some of these horses have got pretty high benchmarks and uh, are either looking for the trip or are very fit or performed at the distance. So while he's not a lay, I, I couldn't possibly see or I couldn't back him at, at uh, two's on. Uh, I would have thought that the uh, bed in the race from my own perspective anyway is Torrens. Um, I find him a very underrated horse. He's won 10 races uh, out of 41, which is a good record, one in four, but 10 races on its own is pretty hard to do these days. Uh, and he's got good form around the 2400. He's a stakes winner uh, twice sort of around this trip. I thought he had a bit of a tough run there last start, but was quite brave to the line. I, I must say I hate his draw. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen to him from uh, barrier 11, but I know he's a tough horse. Uh, he's a winner at the Warwick Farm, and I think he'll give a good side. Even if he doesn't win, he's certainly a better price to place than uh, Naval College is to win. Uh, deficit, look, promised... Oh, I, should, I shouldn't say that. Deficit is getting close to a win, but uh, it just hasn't been able to, to get there, and I think it's more a case there of its pattern, Nick, isn't it? It's, it just gets so far back in these races, it's often left with uh, too much to do, particularly on, on tracks that are racing towards leaders and on-pace horses, but 2,400, it's got to get its chance there today, uh, down there on 53 kilos. Uh, Naval College, I've said before, you know, the, the horse has got to be up there somewhere, but uh, gee whiz, I can't take a dollar fifty. And uh, Outlandos, he's an old favourite of mine, hasn't won for a whole long time, and he was really disappointing, I thought, at the Gold Coast. I liked him up there, he couldn't do much. Uh, but he's the sort of horse who, uh, 2400, he could potentially uh, do something here at massive odds, but uh, it's far more the place than the win. Yeah, 2, 3, 4 and 11 here. I, I see the race pretty similar to Shane. I think Naval College will have to trade a little bit better. Um, I think the dollar fifty they're just really really cuddling him early on and um, I just suppose those money for the multis will start rolling in. But closer to the jump, I think he can get right out to probably more that dollar seventy, dollar eighty mark. But I uh, have to put him on top. Look, he did absorb that fast pace last start. He obviously broke the road to a 2,000-metre track record. He's just clearly gone to a new level in his second Australian prep. He can sprint off slow and fast tempos. James McDonald takes a ride. I know he has to go up the five and a half kilos, but I do think he deserves to, to be an odds-on chance. Couldn't agree more with Torrens. I think it's the knockout in for second pick for me. And it was actually speculating the trade there last start in that same race that Naval College won. So if you can forgive that run and take its two prior efforts, because it was caught three wide out on the limb there, um, it's definitely the knockout chance. Love Tap, I think, as I said in the maps, the big improver with the significant barrier change, you can settle that little bit closer. Just became unbalanced on the turn there last start at, at the Gold Coast and checked and blocked at a critical stage. But he just never shirked his task to the line and definitely have to put in deficit in for fourth coming through the same race. So 
as Shane said, he's an honest type. Um, probably just needs that win, though. But 2, 3, 4 and 11 for me. I know it's obviously early in his Australian career, Nick, and, and I'm talking about yep. Naval College, but is it a bit of a crossroads race for him? Like if he's going to go on and be a higher-class horse, he's just got to knock these over today, or could he get rolled here and it doesn't really matter? I suppose if you're chiming into the shorts, you definitely want him to win. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, the fifty punters want him to win today, but I, I couldn't agree more. Look, he's, he's stepped every run this preparation and everything indicates that he can step again, and I actually prefer him now getting out to the 2,400 metres. So, look, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You can get in a lightweight later in the year in some of those bigger races. Um, he has to be putting them away today in the Australia Day Cup. But um, in time, I think he's a really nice horse. He's still lightly raced, improving. So, yeah, I don't want to say no, Luke. I think he has the ability to get there, um, mm. but he has to be winning today. What do you think, Shane? You're, well, you're, you're sort I'm, of well, potting well, the price more than anything. You're not potting the yeah, horse well, as much. You're potting the price, aren't you? Very much so. But look, I'm, I, I think he has to—he he has to win and win well if he's going to be sort of measuring up into those better races. I'm with you. I'm more glass half empty uh, with these horses. I mean, particularly when it's harder to keep winning. I mean, you look at First Light last week. He was on a hat trick, mm. uh, looked like a good thing in the race, and then he loses, and suddenly people say he's at the end of his campaign. So you don't know until I suppose they they prove one way or another that they've quote unquote had enough of the campaign. And I'm not saying this horse has, but. I just can't have the five and a half kilo weight rise. Um, it's too much, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Let's move on, guys, to the last. It's uh, race number seven, the Arrowfield Advantage Handicap, 1,000 metres, benchmark at 72 here. And number one is Amnesty, $17. Two, Peak, $8. Um, a horse that uh, went down to Melbourne for two runs last preparation. Is back in uh, New South Wales, Fratham Duggan here. Three Secret Revolution, $4. Scratch the next three runners. Seven Oceans, $1, Eight out. Nine Edna, $21. Ten She's an A-lister, $3.90. Eleven Malaboom is at $8.50. Scratch 12. Thirteen Wild Botanica, $13. Scratch 14. Fifteen Angel Fund, 10. Sixteen Montpierre, 11. Seventeen Unwritten. 41, scratch the next two. 390 favourite here. Number 10, she's an A-lister for race number seven at Warwick Farm. Yeah, I think the scratchings this morning really um, help she's an A-lister. I think now he can press to her and find the spot probably outside the leader where before they came out, looked in a little bit of trouble there with some really speedy types. But Malibu will definitely roll forward and want to find the fence. Ocean 1 coming off a, a really solid provincial win there. He looks the uh, box seat. Amnesty is on its own pace type, as Montpierre is, but Secret Revolution for mine just looks the map to get all the favours. But good speed in the last, a few thousand metre specialist here, so a good fast tempo for me, Shane. Yeah, I think a lot of these trainers, Nick, would have been happy to see Dipsy Doodle scratch this morning because uh, she certainly looked like it was going to be the testing material. So I got left with Secret Revolution, and I'm pretty happy with that because I thought he was absolutely fantastic there at uh, Canberra when he won. He was just looking for a run there at about the 200, and Tom Sherry angled him into the clear, and then he just exploded through the gap. He was really good. And it doesn't surprise me that Tom Sherry's back on today because it was a ripper ride. Um, so, look, it, it would seem to me that this horse maybe has come back well. He's come back. Uh, he was good last campaign, don't get me wrong. But uh, if he's come back better, uh, then he's well and truly up to a race like this. And, you know, as you mentioned, Barrier 3, he's just going to get all the favours in the world there. And he doesn't need too many. Uh, Pete's the interesting horse. I mean, it hasn't raced for 
Yonks, um, but he's got a great record, and gee whiz, those trials were good. Uh, Adam Duggan is very, very good at getting horses that appear on paper to have some sort of problems or have been out for a long time. He gets them up to back where they were and uh, yeah he's a very very interesting horse there uh, Pete uh, the market will tell a, a real story there uh, another interesting horse down there guys number 15 Angel Fund uh, one of David Pfeiffer's now this horse didn't have a jockey uh, up until I think this morning uh, because I assume they might have sort of want to scratch it but they found a good jockey and uh, they found a few scratchings as well so you'd nearly have to run at a thousand metres at home uh, she's been really good in, in what little she's done so far and I thought the trials were fantastic now she's a four-year-old man. You know she could be ready to step up and have a really good campaign. It's difficult to leave out. She's an A-lister. She's going to burn around this thousand metres there at home with Tommy Berry up. So um, you know she's going to be the one that they're going to have to catch. But very interested to see how our secret revolution measures up. I hope that he gets a good run again from barrier three and ends the day with a win. Yeah, with Shane here, I'm three, ten, seven, and sixteen. I just think the four dollars is fair enough about secret revolution. I can't really add much more. I just. I really liked it. I know it was in the, in an open handicap down there in Canberra, but I just really liked how he did it. And as Shane said, when that gap came, he sprinted really hard. His last couple of bounds, I thought, had a bit of merit. Um, he just he look at go back through all his figures, all his peak um, ratings have come over the thousand meter specialist distance. He's going to be smothered away. He's going to need that touch of luck, but if he gets it, I think to finish the day around that four dollar mark's fair enough. She's an A-lister. Uh, she was really good there first up at Canterbury 25 days ago. Ran very fast time. Uh, wasn't given much peace throughout and still sprinted hard. So that's always a sign of a, a horse in form. In for third pick, I had to put in, uh, as I go back, Ocean's One. Yeah, I thought this was a good effort there at Gosford a fortnight ago. Tara McAvoy sticks and it can hold the position from gate one. There's every chance he can be um, in the finish and have to put that in my quadrilla. And Montpierre can roll forward as natural pace. But I think Secret Revolution around the $4 mark is a fair enough way to finish the day. 3, 10, 7 and 16. That is the last. Darren's numbers uh, on race number seven were 10 on top. That's uh, She's an A-lister to beat 7, 13 and 15. And recapping in the Australia Day Cup race number six, Darren with two Naval College to beat 4, 1 and 11. Shane O'Cass, what's your best for Warwick Farm? Look, my best uh, is in race two, number 14, Jachiro, uh, Tommy Berry for Team Hawks. So if it doesn't win today, I think it'll be winning real soon, but I'm pretty confident it'll be winning today. Thanks for your help on the preview, mate. Um, if you've got a couple of spare minutes, hang there. I, I want to ask you about tomorrow at Ramwick, what you think of the card. But Nick Burney, what's your best for Warwick Farm? Yeah, sure, but I think Sweet Luke. Race four, number three, France Joseph. I think should be an odds-on uh, odds on quote, and I think it's going to be really hard to run down with Tim Clark on and only have to reproduce what it did last start and it should hopefully be winning for Australia Day, Luke, and hopefully everyone has a good day out there and, and Barbie and a couple of beers to celebrate. Sounds pretty good to me, mate. Uh, are you covering Ramwick tomorrow from a form analyst perspective? Uh, no, not Ramwick tomorrow. Obviously today I work farm and I'll be out there at Wyong on Sunday as well. But, um, yeah, the Ramwick meeting, I obviously have gone through it and had a bit of a look and a couple of early bets. I thought in the ninth, High blue scene, African daisy. You could back both runners and hopefully get a collect. Nice one, mate. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Cheers, Luke. There's Nick Burney. Shane O'Cass. How does Ramwick look tomorrow, mate? Have you had a chance to have a peek there? 
I have. I've had a very good look. And uh, I've, as I said at the top of the show, I mean, it's the two-year-old race that's, uh, that's got all the interest, or most of it anyway, because um, there are some horses in this that could be in the English, class, in the English Millennium. Uh, and after that, obviously, they'll be trying to get into uh, into the slipper. Um, all eyes there, of course, on Switzerland. I mean, he's a $1.5 million yearling. Is he the next Shinzu or... Uh, or is he not? Um, but there's plenty of other horses that I think have trialled uh, well enough to do something. Um, and then the highway. Look, I, I thought this was the best highway since um, those days when they moved them, when they were so good that they were the highlight of the program, uh, when Mogo Magic was winning. There is so much depth in this highway. Uh, Lucy, I, I reckon that a lot of these horses, or certainly a handful of them, are going to be looked at as the country championship horses, mm-hmm. uh, and, and rightly so. I mean, I speak of Melody again, and it's, it's the sort of horse, uh, Scott Singleton's, that could easily... Uh, you you know, sort of really come into its own over 1,400. And Danny Williams has got atmospheric rock, a massive finisher. It's been going really well. Syrian star. Uh, Rod Northern knows his way around a, um, a country championships horse. So, um, yeah, Ollie's secret. It's a really good field, Swift Charm. So, uh, look, I thought the highway was uh, terrific. Um, you know, later in the day, I've got some good, good runners. Uh, the, the Carrington, of course, is the stakes race. I'm with Bold Mac. Uh, no one else seems to be, but I reckon he's, he could really run a race in this. He's got great form. I mean, if you go through uh, what he did last campaign, he was sort of meeting and beating horses that were, you know, a little bit better than this. So uh, he's good odds. And uh, Union Army, of course, later in the day, he's going to be popular. So uh, across the board, I, th- I think it's actually a pretty good meeting. We're going to get a, gr- a great track, uh, which is important. We've got big, uh, big fields and good prices. Yeah, you're right. It is a good card, mate. And uh, what about Felix Majestic uh, in the Carrington? I mean, if, um, if he could... I'm going to say if he can run well, Gary Nixon deserves a big uh, kudos because, um, gee, it was... It was a brutally run race uh, last start at Randwick. We we know that. I, I thought he might go out for a spell, but for him to keep him in, clearly the horse has rebounded. I know you're not tipping him in that race. You're, you're with Bold Mac, but certainly he's a horse that has um, captured our attention with the way he has really um, shown us his preparation, that he's he's quite a handy Saturday Metropolitan class horse, and I guess he deserves a crack at a, a listed event here. Well, he does, and particularly once they drew barrier one, I suppose it's an offer too good to refuse. You know, Jason Collett's there's not many horses in that race that are going to try to take him on, I, I wouldn't have thought. So uh, you never know. I mean, 1,400 Randwick, they say it's the easiest place to do on, on the lead, so uh, he might just go around. I don't think he'll go as fast this time, but um, he'll be going fast enough, and, and these horses behind him are going to have to uh, get on their bikes to chase him over the last little bit. So, yeah, I hope he wins. Um, or at least uh, certainly runs well for the connections. Don't lie, you want Bold Mac to win. Oh, well, I know I do, but <laughs> um, there, there would be worse things uh, than uh, Gary Nixon winning, uh, winning stakes races. Uh, yeah, spot on. Good, good man. Well said, mate. Have a great weekend. Hey, thanks, Luke.